Yeah, welcome back to the show. Uh, about 15 minutes' time, we've got Liam Alexander on for uh, Movie of the Week, which is Silence of the Lambs. Uh, can't wait for that. Last week, it was sharks eating people. Now, people eating people. Uh, boys. Yeah. We should have greyhounds eating people. Yeah, yes. <laughs> or champion horses yeah. eating people. Uh, Broncos, Warriors, uh, boys. I can't wait for this one tomorrow night. Got to say, missed opportunity by the game. You know, kickoff, in my opinion, should have been 6 or 6.30 to allow, like, to be 8.30 or 8 o'clock at night in New Zealand. It's not going to be until 10 to 10 at night. Yeah. They're not flexible enough, the NRL. They've got to be flexible. Yeah. Agile. Agile on their feet. Exactly. Ironically, the AFL, the Brisbane Lions, moved their start time to 5 o'clock. Yes. So it can be done in big organisations. Wouldn't it be interesting? So they've moved it to 5.15 to allow people to attend both. Mm. Imagine if we went, okay, you know, of course, New Zealand, we're going to move ours to six. Would have the AFL then moved again? Are they that agile? And then we just kept moving it all the way to <laughs> yeah. kickoff. Oh we just kept going back and forth yeah, until we kickoff. We actually playing it last week. <laughs> um, boys, Warriors' uh, performance against the Knights, firstly. Well, firstly, I'll say this. If there's an upset between these two games, I think this is the one. Absolutely. I, I, I think, I, I'm looking at the Warriors, um, they come over here. Have they got something to lose? Yes, of course they have, but they'll play with a real underdog mentality. Beak, a lot of pressure on Brisbane in this one. Heaps of pressure. Now, I do think that they're the kind of young, brash players that enjoy the pressure. But the reason why it, you know, I believe there can be an upset, even though I'm backing the Broncos, I think that they're favourites to win. And if they play as well as they should, they should win by two or more tries. But the reason why I do believe is, is when you watch Sean Johnson attack the line, especially on that, uh, that right edge or right and left, to be honest, this year, it's as good attack as anyone in the competition. Yep. So when you look at the other game and you go Penrith versus Storm, in nearly all areas, Penrith are better than the Storm. Mm. Whereas when you look at the the, um, the Warriors, when they attack at their best, it is as good as Broncos attack with SJ, with Adam Fennell, Blake through the middle, Tohu Harris. And that's where if they get off to a good start, they could put scoreboard pressure on Broncos. Broncos could start trying to make the big play too yep. soon. Yep. So that's why the impo- it's really important for the Broncos, not necessarily to score early, but it is important to make sure the Warriors don't score early. The two veteran halves. I love it. Isn't you couldn't good. script it any better. For Played me. against each other, I think, in the under-20s grand final. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's um, it's it's uh, what I love about the Broncos situation is obviously massive fan of the boys and everything. But Renault, if Renault goes to win this game and then wins a grand final, I think it paints his whole career in a new light, I and you totally have to agree. start yep. saying that he's one of the best sevens we've had in a very long time. Yep, without a doubt. Do, the Warriors played last week in nights in front of a home crowd that was just unbelievable. Mm. Is it hard? It, are they going to find it hard to now go to Brisbane? To be massive underdogs with an entire crowd despising despising them I don't think, I don't as they run out. Do you reckon their mentality is going to have to shift? Like you're going off the energy of the crowd in the moment in New Zealand to now go to Brisbane. That's like, that's a it's tough fun, run. It's a different mentality. So last week against Newcastle, let's get off to a good start to engage the crowd, get them going, yeah. and it did. They did. Yeah. This week. Tomorrow night's about let's get off to a good start to quieten the crowd. Mm. That's, mm. I, I don't think it'll worry them any in any way, shape, or form. There, there's been so much talk this week as well that the Warriors have unlocked the key to shutting down KP. Mm. And is that going to be the key to shutting down Reese? And I've been no, dying to ask Reece. you all week. Sweet no. Reese, can they, can they shut down? if you will. Yeah. Can they put Reese Lightning in a bottle? Can they can they put him in a bottle like they did KP? Yeah, uh, look, this idea of like shutting KP down, they didn't shut KP down. They shut their forwards down. And that didn't give KP the momentum to do what he needs to do. So if the Warriors shut the Broncos forwards down, 
for sure. Yeah. Reese Walsh knocking I, a good good ball. You know, I reckon could, I reckon yeah. KP shut KP down. They just seem to have be really. They just weren't there, were they? Newcastle. They played no. their big game the week before. Yeah, that I know. That slow start. Yeah, ju- just killed them. You, you know, on, on Reese Walsh, there's two things about Reese when he plays, and it was the same with Billy Slater. There's so many similarities, particularly how he plays at the back on that sweeping line. A lot of like one of his big plays is the overhead pass. Because how do you beat Reese Walsh or how do you stop Reese Walsh? Everyone agrees you've got to outside in him and jam him. But he's very, very good at picking teams off now that double overhead pass. Mm. I think it's real. If I'm Andrew Webster, I'm saying, saying to my outside backs, I'm saying Montoya, I'm going to give you license, okay, to vary it a little bit. So mm. sometimes, boys, let's outside in him. Other times, let's sit and hold on him. Because that overhead pass, okay, I understand some of it is vision, but I also think it's, it's him collating information on the run of what, get intelligence and what they're, what they're doing. And, Billy Slater would do that. You talk to Cronk. Billy would get the ball out the back a little bit and just get a feel of what the outs, how they were defending him and then make his adjustments off then. If you do it, if you're inconsistent to a certain degree of how you defend him, then that doesn't give him the opportunity to preempt his plays, if that makes sense. Don't you, don't you... Oh, it's bang on. It's bang on because the Storm, what did he do? He, he ran the ball for the first half, just, you know, really simple stuff. First try he scores. Munster, uh, Munster jams in. He steps off the inside, goes in. Second try, instead of that, he squares up, hits a short ball. Yep. And so, as you said, he was just going, okay, well, they've decided to jam in this time, so next time they're going to be less you know, likely to jam in, so I'll hit the short yep. runner because they're not going to be able to make good contact on him. Now, I think that I agree that that's the way you should defend him, but you must, 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 as the Warriors defenders, you must uh, communicate early oh, what yeah. you are doing. Absolutely. Is, is it, do you not reckon he's Billy Slater 2.0? Oh. He just reminds me so much of the particular way he runs, like oh. that smaller fullback. You know, it's almost like that's it's like the the game's going back to that smaller sort of yep. uh, uh, athletic running fullback well, he, like he is. He's. I, I would argue that physically he's a more complete player right now, like then Billy Slater was in his first or second year. Mm. But I think mentally, Billy Slater was probably a bit more complete than Reese Walsh is right now. So that's going yeah, to be yeah. the real remember, interesting thing. Yeah, right. two th- in 2006, Billy Slater was dropped. Mm. Mm. Never forget that. Remember they the time he played, they played the Tigers uh, at uh, Leichhardt. They got beat. Billy kicked out at Chris Hyington and came back and Billy Ake pushed him. They played a game or two for the North Sydney Bears. Mm. Like if you look back in the career... You know, and early in, in the career, there was some high, a lot of highs and lows for Billy. Yeah, mm. and he was a running fullback to begin with. He, yeah. I mean, mm. he debuted off the wing, uh, whereas, you know, Reese Walsh, off the gate, he's been a great ball playing and a great ball runner. So I think Reese Walsh's biggest challenge will be handling the fame, handling the superstardom. That's, yeah. that's his biggest challenge that, going forward. I, feel like he's, I, think, I reckon he's evolved with that as the year's gone on. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yep. I reckon he's. I reckon he's like really smartened up his act. Well, he, well, he, well, he handled it in Origin. So you know, and there was some. There was, everyone was like, "Oh, he's got some handling areas. That's where they're going to target him." Yeah. He, he didn't. Well, he they, didn't seem to bother him. Premier, if they win a premiership, though, I think that's a different level because then you're walking around in Brisbane as the guy as that Bronco brought him, as a Bronco that won the yeah, premiership. Yeah, yeah. But there is no doubt the the biggest challenge that Reese is going to face in the next few years is handling. All the attention mm. which is coming his way, hey, yeah. and he, he goes on a dirty word. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, not but, two podcasts. <laughs> and, and I was like, and Bruce, if you're out there listening, I can mentor you. I know it's like, <laughs> autographs. That's it. How to handle pressure from uh, Matthew John? I tell you what, some of the matchups, the John's are, way. Yes, that's right. The John's way, the Roosters way. Um, Sean Johnson, Adam Reynolds. We said before, Payne Hass versus Adam Fanua Blake, Tohu Harris, and Pat Carrigan. Mate, Adam Fanua Blake, what? 
What a player he is. See, he scares me. That, a lot of people keep going, you know, Broncos forward pack, you know, it is just so much better. I disagree. Like, it is better. I believe it is better. But they're different. And where yep. I b- believe the Warriors could have maybe some success is their ball playing through the middle. Because I actually think Adam Fanor, Blake, Tohu Harris are some of the best ball playing oh, forwards yeah. in the competition. Yep. And so what do, what do big, powerful athletes have? What's a, a negative in defense? Laterally, usually they can give up a few meters because yep. they're so big and powerful. So it's going to be Broncos that they need to be really on their toes about communicating so they can cover that yeah. ball playing through the yeah. to- Watch Tohu Harris. He's got this beautiful – yeah, he wasn't – when he was at the Storm, you didn't see him ball play that much. The last two years, he sort of you can see he's worked on his, his finesse with his ball playing. He does this beautiful little no-look pass, goes yeah. up, acts like he's going out the back to chance and just hits short. That's his pet play through the middle. Talking to Madge last week, I said, will, will Tohu Harris play for New Zealand? And then he said he can't. He said literally his body is, is, is just being held Strapped together. Strapped on. He's, he's Honestly, he's playing injured every single week. Geez, he's some sort of player. He's a bloke special. who, if you look at the Warriors, when Warriors have done gone really good in the past in, in their season, it, it's on the back of having a perfectly balanced team. Mm. And a lot of the, the guys who would balance that side would be one of their back rows like Kevin Campion, right? Mitch Barnett has gone over oh, there and man. done that job. Yeah, like, I, just work his ass off, mm. defensively tough, hard-nosed professional. I, I think the measure of a good coach is a guy like Barnett. You know, we all know SJ has talent. We all know Adam Fanor Blake has talent. Toe Harris. I mean, Toe Harris played six for the Kiwis. Like, this is how talented that guy is. Whereas a guy like Mitch Barnett, who a hothead, can get caught up in the niggle, can let that get to his game. He hasn't, like, have we seen him in niggle no, at no, all this year? No. no. He's cleaned right up. Like, that's yeah. a sign of a yeah, great right. coach. I, I reckon that's, the sto- that's the story. Like, who yeah. ever thought, did you ever think Wade Egan would be this type of hooker? No. Uh, like, he, he's sort of the unsung Mate, look, success Chance, story of it, isn't it? Like, Chance. Chance like, is yeah, Like, again, yeah, right. yeah. they lay out him to go. Near Cora. Near yeah. Cora. Oh. When, he, when he went off last week with an ankle injury, was it? Uh, and yeah, he, he looked, he looked like or knee, but he looked in real pain. I went, I went, oh geez, that's yeah. going to be hard next week. Him being named in the side, big. I tell you, that is a big in for them because he he goes. Oh, I, I really like Eels his play. Missed him so much yeah, last year because you, you forget he filled in centre for them for a lot of yeah. the time. He is a great line runner, a Boys, great line runner. Right, who wins? After all that, I think the Broncos will win easily. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah. I, I um. <laughs> I think the Broncos will step to the moment. I think this is this is their moment. These boys are ready for it. Ben? Bronc- Broncos 13 plus. Okay. I'm going the Waz in a tight one. Oh, Matty, oh, why? You know why what? do you do it, mate? Just because this is a Kepi Cup. Oh. Mate, you're a warrior as much as you are a Bronco. No, I'm not, actually. I only played 10 <laughs> games got dropped. <laughs> I played 20 games and got dropped before the Broncos. Who, who, co- who was your coach over there? Ivan Cleary. Oh, uh, that's why it's really interesting doing from now? my perspective. Yeah, yeah. yeah where's but, he now? What's he doing? Actually, I'm here. You know what? Please, please ignore, <laughs> please ignore my prediction because I've got half week predictions coming up where I may be different to what I just said. <laughs> I reckon you'd have more in the back pocket than uh, Ivan too. You'd be up to oh, about give me uh, a 50, break. 60 million now. <laughs> I'll tell you what though, it has been really cool to see Ivan Cleary uh, progress the way he did, especially from a player that like I got dropped by Ivan Cleary. So. I've I've seen the air quotes worst side of him. You know, always the player that gets dropped always has an issue with the coach. Obviously, I didn't have an issue with him, but there were certain things that I wish had been improved or whatever. I just think that people forget when Ivan Cleary came into the the grade, he was the next big thing. Yep. And then there was a few years where I think he needed to kind of learn a bit, progress a bit, and now he's walking into some of the like. The, the, okay, the thing with Ivan Cleary that doesn't get enough credit is when he took back over that side, he had one Origin player. It was Nathan Cleary. Now he has seven or eight. Yep. That 
is no one talks about that. He has taken a side full of non-rep players to one of the most dominant sides we've seen in a very long time. That's nothing short of incredible. Mm. His hair looks like still wool, oh, doesn't mate. it? You could scrub a, like, scrub a bin with that hair, just cut so some off. Are you telling me that if he stayed at the Tigers, they'd have seven origin players? Well, I will say this. A lot of people bagged, like, they always try to blame Ivan Cleary for, you know, the signings or whatever. They had their best year under Ivan Cleary. You know, they, they yeah. had their best year under Ivan Cleary. I, I, I think they, yeah. I'll put it this way. If Ivan Cleary was still at the Tigers, they definitely would be I think if you talk footy. to Tigers fans, they're not blaming Ivan Cleary anymore. For no, not even. <laughs> not even. <laughs> so they hung on to it for a few years. Trust uh, me, my wife is a fan. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll take a break. Movie of the week up next.